What's up, peeps? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. Excellent to be with you guys. It is your boy, the yogi, Eben Britton. It's an excellent day to be alive. This episode of the Ebb and Flow, it's an excellent one. Um, it's with my brother, my brother from another mother, one of my favorite guys I've had the chance to meet over the last couple of years. His name is Dave Meltzer. He's an entrepreneur, philanthropist, awesome guy. Really fills me with hope and light that there is a way to build your million, billion dollar empire and stay connected to goodness. Stay rooted in something bigger than yourself. Staying out of the ego. And that's what this conversation was really all, all about. Um, one of the reasons I really love Dave and his message, you could check him out on Instagram, is that he's very spiritually oriented. And you can tell he's been a very successful businessman in all of his ventures. Everything he does, he works towards sustainability, um, giving back, being of service to, to his community and the world around him. Um, and how do you do that? How do you build your empire without building your ego? He's written a number of fantastic books connected to goodness, compassionate capitalism. And he's really what, to me, we can all strive for in our entrepreneurial endeavors when it comes to staying rooted in spirit, staying rooted in a higher power compassion, forgiveness, joy, love, really letting these concepts, letting these ideals be the engine behind what you do and who you are. It's a powerful conversation. It was really a pleasure to spend time with Dave and doing this conversation. So enjoy it. I know you will. Um, before I head, head you off into this episode, guys, I'm telling you what I've said it before. I'm going to say it again because they are family at this stage. This episode is brought to you by, by optimizers. I talk about it just about every week. They have been a big supporter of this podcast of me and everything I do. I love their products so much by optimizers. The single most important supplement that if anybody asks me, Eb, what supplement should I be taking? The number one thing I always recommend is magnesium. And when I'm recommending magnesium, I'm recommending magnesium breakthrough from by optimizers. There's nothing better for your total well-being for improving your sleep, for improving your recovery. Our optimal well-being, it begins really with getting a good night's sleep. There, there's almost nothing more important to your life force and your overall health than your quality of sleep. And magnesium is really the, the, the fundamental mineral for improving your sleep. And it's, it's, Honestly, I know we say 
there aren't any magic pills, but magnesium is truly a magic mineral. It's involved in over 200 various processes necessary to keeping our body functioning at optimal level. It is, for whatever reason, which I don't even really understand the science completely behind how magnesium is so effective, but there's really nothing better for calming your nervous system, toning your nervous system, and improving your sleep than magnesium. And by Optimizer's product, Mag Breakthrough, they've got they've created this incredible blend. It's got seven unique. Uh, formulations or variations of the magnesium molecule in there makes it super potent, super effective. It's very calming, sleep enhancing. If you struggle with constipation or any type of issue with your digestion or bowel movements, magnesium telling you what, it's like putting a stick of dynamite in there, man. It'll clear you out. If you take too much of it, you will, you'll be running to the bathroom. Uh, I've done it. I've experimented with this. It absolutely happens. So start low, go slow, but that little amount even will improve your, your sleep immensely. I highly recommend it. So today, for an exclusive amazing deal, head over to magbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow. Use code ebb and flow 10 at checkout to save 10%. I'm telling you what, your New Year's resolutions, whatever it might be. You want to get into better shape this year. You want to take better care of yourself this year. Those things are super important. And magnesium is a great place to start with with getting you rolling on the path to well-being. So I highly encourage you to check it out. That's magbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow. Use code EBBINFLOW10 at checkout to get 10% off your next order. All right, y'all. I love you guys. God bless you. I pray that you are standing in your truth with strength and courage, living in your highest greatness for the greatest good of the universe. Enjoy this episode. I'll see y'all soon. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination, your admission, access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go, This is the Ebb and Flow. Dave Meltzer, welcome to the Ebb and Flow. It's great to have you, my brother. Oh, man, it's great to be in the Ebb and the Flow. Cannot ask for a better place to be. This is home to me. It's at peace in the flow. So thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Thank you. It's such a, it's such an honor and a privilege to have you here to, to spit your knowledge and your wisdom. Um, so, you know, something that I love about you is that you take a super mindful approach to business and, and everything you do. 
and everything that you involve yourself in, you're very mindful about it. There's even this spiritual aspect to it, which I, I really, in, in my own young life of building my own empire, um, it's, it's very inspiring. And so I wanted to really dial this conversation into on your way to becoming a, mil- a millionaire, a billionaire in building your empire. How do we keep our ego out of it? Nice. Yeah, this is a big lesson that I practice every day. Um, So it stems from a few things. One, you have to utilize the law of gravity before you can deal with the ego, meaning Mm. you have to believe you're exactly where you're supposed to be at the right place at the perfect time. You have to have faith that there's something bigger than you and that that which is bigger than you cares about you as much or if not more than you could care about your own children or your parents care about you. If you believe in the law of gravity, even though the world's spinning, hurling, and rotating, and you're still standing here, you have everything you need from the nutrients, the hydration, the air, and the sleep that you need. Once you know that you are here at the right place at the perfect time, happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, now you can understand the perspective or the paradigm of what's interfering with what you already are. Completely divergent when I was young of trying to go get happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, doing everything I can to overcome, oversell, back and sell, go over, under, through the amazing desire I had to be what I must be. But yet I was wasting all that energy because there's four steps to understand what's interfering with what we already are, limitlessness abundance this is what we are we're living in this amazing space that we limit ourselves and we don't realize with faith how abundant the universe is with everything for everyone and here's the four things we need to do one identify the triggers of the ego see understanding that the ego takes the blood out of the brain moves it to your body so you can fight flee fight or flee fight feed or fornicate uh once we can identify what triggers that fear see what triggers it Certain people, they're called family, they usually trigger that fear uh, and they put us into an ego-based consciousness. But also different needs, like I have a terrible need that I have to be offended. It's a a horrible thing, but I have a need to be offended. You know, I'm not like the sun. The sun gives it its heat and its energy and its light every day without asking anyone for thanks. Please, I wish my kids would hate me, but like, I, I, if you don't say thank you, I'm offended. You know, if you cut me off in your car, I'm offended. Meanwhile, I cut tons of people off and I don't say thank you all the time myself. So I have a freakish a need to be offended, to be right, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. But I've learned to identify them. So instead of, you know, spending days, weeks, months, and years in, in these ego-based consciousness, creating more interference between me and what I already am, I instead just spend minutes and moments. I'm practicing the best that I can to spend as little time as I can in ego-based consciousness by one, identifying it, then two, instead of resisting it, fighting it, going over, under, or through it, just stop. Then I drop by breathing through the nose, out through the mouth, into center and neutral, knowing, you know, apropos to this show, Ebb and Flow, knowing that my greatest power is when there's no interference when I'm at neutral, not high, not low, but when I'm in neutral at center, and then I use my five daily practices to roll in the right direction. The way that I teach people, 
Identify what puts your mind, body, and soul on fire. Identify the triggers of the ego. When you're on fire, stop, drop, and roll. I love that, dude. I love that. Um, you know, something that uh, I was thinking about earlier, I went for a walk before this podcast and I was thinking about this. This is a, a concept, a principle of my life is doing my best to get out of the way to let the universe do its thing. And I know that you're very much a believer in that. And just as you you highlighted there, that's part of your your daily practice. Um, what does that look like? I mean, you, you've done so much, man. I mean, when we had our conversation on your podcast, you were telling me about when you lost your first, I, I, I don't even think it was, you lost your first million. It was like you lost your first 10 million or something insane. I lost like over a hundred million. I, I lost, lost over a hundred million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. So how do we, you know, how does, how does, a Anyone, anyone in this day and age who's driven, who's who has dreams, who has a mission to make the world a better place or to even just succeed in their own life, how do we learn how to best get out of our own way to allow the universe to do what it does? You know, it's interesting because there's this combination. We talked about the law of gravity that I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What am I mm. doing to interfere with it? Well, what we have to do is use our free will not to go get it, but instead use our free will, uh, the law of Goya, getting off our ass. We mm. have to have a desire that we must be what I can, we can be by enjoying, enjoying, which is a thoughtful process to enjoy, uh, to enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of our own potential. See, a lot of what gets in our way is that we put our attention and intention on coincidences of what we don't want, coincidences mm. of what other people want for us. We put it on what's missing. And then we're surprised that we're actually getting what we want. We're actually allowing the universe to give us what we're asking for. The problem is no one's trained us to ask in the appropriate way by mm. detaching our emotions from the outcome, from the man-made constructs of time, distance, and amounts. Instead, attaching that emotion to all the necessary enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit. See, uh, Chris Gardner, who wrote the movie uh, In Pursuit of Happiness, I tease him all the time. He had Will Smith play in that movie. I said, bro, you got it wrong. He said, what are you talking about? I go, there is no pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the pursuit. And when we know what we want, who we can help, who can help us, how to get it done, know how to prioritize what's important to us, not what's important to other people, what's missing or what you don't want, then we can apply our why. We're not searching for our why. When you're applying your why, that's clearing the interference and it's allowing things to happen. You see, there's a three-step process of allowance. And this is where people fall down. One, most people appreciate what they have. They may at times take for granted what they have and uh, you know, not and even take for granted what they were wishing for. But most people appreciate what they have and it grows. Appreciation is the process of adding value. Most people have the desire to acknowledge what they have by giving it away. The more we give, the more we receive. Some people do it like I did when I was young as a trader in negotiation, but most people will appreciate what they have, expand it, give it away to help other people, relatives and friends, to the nations, to the world. But here's where they fall down. In the process of allowance, you need to ask for more. 
See, part of allowance is trusting the universe. Part of allowance is recognizing, remembering, reminding yourself what you're one with, the abundant limitlessness source. So what happens is if they don't ask for more for the bigger vessel, then it slowly but surely shrinks down until, you know, you have that unbelievable mom like I have who raised six kids, five of them in the Ivy League, summa cum laude, that ends up with no money, no health because she gave everything away and never asked for more herself, mm. never asked to receive herself. So mm. allowance actually requires you to ask. And by asking the universe, it's a symbol or a sign or an activity of faith. When you ask the universe for what you want, you are actually affirming and confirming and commanding, working with the universe to give you the faith, right? Because when I ask for more, now I know, of course, my children aren't afraid to ask me for more. Mm. Why would I be afraid to ask something bigger than me that loves me as much as I love my children for more? When I've done everything I could to appreciate what I've been given and give it away myself through me with mm. that appreciation. So allowance is, you know, the key component that's missing is the ability to ask and ask for more, ask bigger, ask more often. Mm. I think that's so powerful. And it's such a great, I feel like in our culture, people have been trained or conditioned through societal structures to think that the asking for more becomes, you know, it kind of rolls into my next thought of like, if I ask for too much, then I'm being greedy, you know, or if I don't want to ask for too much because then I'm, you know, uh, I'm taking more than my fair share, whatever, whatever might be the limiting thought process there. And so to actually step into that and use that power of tapping into the limitlessness, the abundance consciousness and asking for exactly what you want and how specific does someone need to be Dave when they're, when they're tapping into this type of, cause this is Napoleon Hill, think and grow yeah. rich. This is ancient abundance uh, magic here, what we're talking yeah. about. And it, it's so interesting you say that because the combination before I touch on, you know, how specific is we need to be aware of accumulation compared to asking. Mm. See, if you accumulate things or friends or people or, or idea, if you accumulate them, then you actually create resistance or you're actually a prisoner to that which you accumulate because you have to take care of that which mm. you accumulate. You have to yes. buy it, sell it, rent it, store it, move it, do all these things with things that you accumulate. Uh, mm. See, what we want to do is assimilate, meaning we want to provide the oneness and give it all away. Um, but how specific? We want to be as specific as possible. In my first book, uh, Connected Goodness, I made an example of, you know, I want a lot of dough. I'm old, so dough meant money when, when I was young, right? I want a lot of dough. I'm a 70s TV guy, right? The Jeffersons. I want a lot of dough. Well, meanwhile, I was wondering why everyone kept bringing me cookies, you know? Uh, and so, you know, to get specific, I know this is a funny example. I, I see it. people all the time asking for the wrong things, right? Mm. And I've had people end up in, in divorce because they were asking the universe for the wrong things and putting their attention in intention into it. So they were talking about being by themselves and being alone and being at peace. And meanwhile, mm. the universe was giving them exactly what they want. So, right. you know, all of a sudden their wife left them. You, you know, <laughs> it, this really can happen, right? And we have to sure. realize, you know, what do we want? Who can we help with it? Who can help us? How best to get it done? But you're allowed to change your mind. And that's the nice thing about 
you know, if you do, you know, go far down a path of, you know, attention and intention with the wrong coincidence, the nice thing is, look, all you get is results. And it's what you do with the results. I always say pain's an indicator. Setbacks, failures, mistakes are indicators that you have a better place to be, a better position to be in. Now, that requires faith because if you don't have faith, all the mistakes, failures, and setbacks, all the pain in your life become punishment. See, when you have faith that there's something bigger than you that wants more for you than you want for your own children, when there's mistakes, failures, and setbacks, man, it's a promotion. It's propelling you to something better. The same way as if when I was three years old, I reached for a fire <clears throat> on the beach and my mom, who's a consummate second grade teacher, who is nice about everything, <laughs> screamed at me in terror and slapped my hand. And I thought my mom was punishing me when I was three because she stopped my hand from touching the fire. I use this imagery in my mind when I don't get a business deal that I wanted. I don't get you know on a TV show that I was voting for. Whatever it is, I say to myself, Oh, th thank you, mom, for protecting mm -hmm. me, for propelling me, for promoting me. I know you're not punishing me. Mm. I love that, man. Something I've really, a big shift that's happened for me in the last year or so has been this true consciousness shift out of there are no problems, there are only opportunities. You know, and looking at everything as, like you said, it's the learning experience. It's an opportunity that helped us grow and evolve and get to a place where we can receive the true greatness that the universe has in store for us. And I know that that's a big part of what you do and the way you look at the world. And I think that's, that's just a very important shift that a lot of people can make that will immediately make their lives better, that will help them see the progress that they've made, et cetera. It's so interesting you say that because we mentioned how I lost over a hundred million dollars. My quantum shift as I defined it and as you're defining it there, it happened two years before I lost all my money. Mm. In fact, I was able to extract greater and bigger lessons from losing all my money because I went through my shift two years before and I created practices to change the way I looked at things. I had created practices to find the light, the love and the lessons in all things. And even now I've evolved now 16 years later to not only find the light, the love and the lessons, but to determine whether it's worth my man-made constructive time, this 24 hours of activity that I'm given, activity I get paid for, not paid for, planned, not planned, or my sleep. But I now determine with the great chain of feeding to prioritize that which feeds me. Mm -hmm. uh, so beyond even finding the light, the love and the lessons, there's some circumstances where I say, you know what? Not worth my time. Mm -hmm. It's not worth my activity to find the light, love and lessons in this person. I'm gonna let them fall away or maybe they bleed me. I'm gonna fire them from my life because what I found over this evolution of my quantum shift is that 80% or more of our time is spent with that which bleeds us, mm -hmm. the foods, the hydration, the sleep, the ideas, the podcast, the relationships, the business. We are not cognizant of the fact that we can find the light, the love and the lessons, but we have to add a prioritization to it of let me spend that time and energy, attention and intention on the coincidences I want that feed me, not bleed me. And that which does not bleed me, we may want it to fall away, but there's so much that will feed us. And I will tell you, with the optimism and perspective that you have, 
I would guarantee that the last 12 months were the best 12 months of your life. No doubt about it. Absolutely. It's so true. It's, that's an amazing uh, insight, Dave, because um, like you, I, I have coaching clients, people I work with one-on-one. And one of the things I've heard is someone who is spending their time doing something simply for the sake of providing themselves. I'll give you the short and the short form version of this, but simply involving themselves in something to give themselves a new opportunity to make income. And they're not interested in it. They don't even have a, a talent for it. They don't feel as though they the thing that they're doing gives them a headache. And I said to him, I said, man, you know, I don't spend any amount of time in my life doing something I'm not interested in, passionate about, or feel as though can make my life better. And it's just something you said about we spend 80% of our time doing things that just bleed us of our energy our creativity, our inspiration, et cetera. And so what do you, how have you constructed your life in a way to reduce that 80% margin and increase the amount of time and, and energy you have for everything else that really fulfills and elevates your life? Well, first of all, it has to be daily practices. Mm. So the way the conscious continuum works, that the you know sensory cellular memory that we have it communicates with our subconscious, which hosts about 40,000 of the same thoughts that are reoccurring and reinforcing. And then those create neuro pathways as well that creates even more efficiencies to those thoughts. But moreover, that subconscious speaks to our unconscious competencies. It speaks to our personality traits, characteristics, obsessions and addictions, an energetic and genetic inheritance that needs sometimes to be broken or improved or promoted. And mm. so for me, Having daily practices are essential. Understanding to reconcile the speed of thought with the speed of light. Speed of light being much slower than the speed of thought so mm -hmm. we can maximize our productivity, accessibility, and gratitude by being thoughtful because that's a faster vibration or frequency. Mm -hmm. And so I have a very simple methodology, five daily practices. I'm gonna you know, give my email because I want people to get my five days. It's free. I send my book. I don't give a shit. I am here to empower over a billion people to be happy. I've lost more money and made more money. That's not what's going to do it for me. It's empowering people like Eb here that's going to empower another thousand to empower another thousand. So David at dmelter.com, here's the five keys. One, take inventory every day of what you want personally. Mm -hmm. What do you want personally, experientially, giving-wise, productivity-wise, and receiving-wise? And do it for today, taking into account midterm and long-term milestones, objectives that you may think that you want today. Don't be afraid of being a hypocrite and changing your mind tomorrow. Don't be a hypocrite and be afraid of changing your mind from yesterday. But for today, this is what's personally, experientially giving and receiving what I want. Then the fastest way to get it is to find out who you can help and who can help you. Then create some sort of discipline, strategy, and awareness based off of time. I use a student in my calendar. I use lenses of productivity to make sure I'm providing value. Accessibility, which is a bifocal lens. It's a lens of being accessible to as many people as I can to be in the ebb and flow, but also accessing what I want by asking big, not limiting myself. And of course, the lens of gratitude, which we discussed earlier, to find the light, the love, and the lessons 
then if you know your what, your who, and your how, you now can prioritize. Mm-hmm. See, most people are either lazy or procrastinate because they literally haven't done these exercises. So they create resistance and they don't know what to do. They don't know what to eat. They don't know where to go. When you know your what, your who, and your how, you know what's important to you. You know that other people uh, may want other things for you, but that's not important to you. You may know what's missing in your life, but that's not important, what you don't have, what you don't want. Instead, when you have clear, balance, and focused attention and intention on the coincidences, you can prioritize towards those coincidences very readily and accurately. If you know your what, your who, your how, and your now by prioritizing, this enables you to apply the why, to lessen the resistance and interference. It allows you to apply your why, not searching for what you already have, not creating void shortages and obstacles in your life, like you said, by being a tube, food in, food out, paycheck in, paycheck out. You actually are applying your greatest gift of spirit, the one that's always with and through you in the ebb and flow. This is the key. These five daily practices will allow you to aggregate the positive behaviors. It'll get rid of less and less negative behaviors. It will allow you to expand, grow, and accelerate and exponentially compound the interest of what you want in your life and deter you from those that are interfering with what you already have. Dude, so amazing. It's excellent, Dave. I'll have all that in the show notes too for people to Thank tap you. into your mailing list and uh, get all of that. Um, so I know we're about out of time. I want to ask you one final question. One critical piece of advice for your 17, 18-year-old self who's just graduated from high school and you live in this day and age right now, how do you get started? Where do you, where do you begin your journey as a, a doer of good in the world to maximize your potential? Yeah, you need to find at least three people that sit in the situation that you want to be in mm. and ask them for help. You know, to be kind to your future self by asking for help, by doing good deeds and surrounding yourself with those mentors, you can live in ignorant humility, not ignorant arrogance. If I could Mm. talk to my 17-year-old self, it would be, you know, I was such a giver of, you know, the more I give, the more I receive. I wish somebody would have pushed it down my throat. You know, you don't have to please everyone. You need Mm. to learn to love you. And you can give everything you receive, but you need to receive it first. You can't give what you don't have. And the easiest way to get more of what you want is to find someone that already has it and ask him for directions. The true humility is not giving. The true humility is asking for help and then giving when you receive the help. You become more. The more you help others, the more you help yourself. I have a saying, be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. And one of the best deeds you can do is to ask someone for help. Let me tell you why. It's one, there's, there's two of the most counterintuitive things that happen in life. The first is with sleep, because I, it drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Majority of the people on earth, they go to sleep to get rest, and they wake up more tired than the one went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's like you and I going out to eat, bro. We eat and drink for two hours, and we leave the restaurant, and we're like, we're starving. Yeah. We, we, would counter in, we would say to each other, there's something wrong with the meal, right? <laughs> so there's something wrong with your meal if you're going to bed and waking up more tired. Yes. Okay, so let, let's fix that. Uh, the other you know, <laughs> counterintuitive, <laughs> uh, the, the other counterintuitive thing is that 
we all love to give. It feels so good when we're helping others. It mm. feels so good when people ask us for advice, ask us for help. There's probably no better feeling of worthiness than when someone else asks us. But for some reason, we think we're offending somebody or we're being a, a nudge or a nuisance or a burden if we ask someone for help when mm. ourselves, we love doing it. So I'm telling everyone, give somebody the opportunity to feel really good. Make them appreciated by asking them to help you. It's such a win-win. Talk about the ebb and flow. It all is done by asking somebody for help. That's the start. With your good intentions, the flow will continue to not only flow, but grow. Dude, I love that so much. That's so excellent. That's I, I wish I had that advice myself at 17 or 18. Me too. Because how many times have we spent in our life going, man, I really am desperate for help, but I don't know who to ask. And I don't want to, I don't want to feel like a nuisance or an idiot or ask the wrong question or whatever it might or be. Needy or needy. Absolutely. I, I actually, I need something, but I don't want to seem like I need something. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, man. Um, Dave, I can't thank you enough, brother. You're, you're an absolute uh, gift to the world. I appreciate you so much and uh, love to do it again sometime, my man. Anytime. And I'd love to see you at SoFi. We got some content we could do or at the wind oh, in the yeah. lobby, wherever you're around, man, please reach out. Thank you so much. What a great show. What a great person. Thank you for helping me with my mission to empower other people to be happy. Absolutely, brother. Thank you again. And uh, until next time, Dave, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Acknowledged. Thank you.